All of the government programs that we don't like are funded by theft. All of the government programs that we do like... Oh, sorry, there aren't any. Government is the reason that healthcare is expensive. Government is the reason you can't go to college. Taxation is theft. Hello and welcome back to Taxation is Theft, the show that talks about all the ways the government is ripping you off and what you can do to stop them. Broadcasting live on Facebook and YouTube from an underground bunker deep within the jungles of Mexico, I'm Dan Taxationist Theft Berman, former candidate for President of the United States, currently in the race for Governor of Texas. And today I have an awesome, amazing guest with me, Paimon Motahede. He is the president of the Freedom Law School, which he founded in 1996. Um, you can visit his website at livefreenow.org. And Paymon is an expert on the income tax. Um, and we're going to be talking about the capital gains tax. Everybody's out there making, going to the moon on GME and, and AMC and all these stocks. And um, they're making money hand over fist on cryptocurrency. And everybody's talking about how we're going to have to pay capital gains tax on it. But we're going to hear about how we don't have to pay it or how not to have to pay it. Um, I first heard about Paymon and his work over 10 years ago um, when uh, I started trying to figure out how to not pay the income tax. Um, it's been a really interesting journey, but I'm, I'm, his, his work has just helped me along the way to really kind of uncover how this all works because the income tax is really a complicated mess. It's supposed to be uh, because they don't want us to figure it out. So I consider Paymon an expert and a leader, and hopefully you're gonna learn some really great information from him today. Um, but before we get started, of course, if you're watching the live streams, please remember to like and share and comment and ask your questions. We'll keep an eye on those and try to answer any questions you have. Um, super important to like and share because, of course, uh, they don't like us talking about these subjects. And this show has been shadow banned on every platform. So every time you share, every time you specifically give this video link to somebody, that helps to make sure that we're spreading this information because those algorithms aren't helping us. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the Nug of Knowledge, indoor-grown, chemical-free, smokable hemp flower and Delta-8 vape cartridges. Get them while they're still legal at nugofknowledge.com. And now, on to the show. Paymon, welcome. Thank you for having me, Dan. My pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, capital gains tax. This is, um, this is a tricky one. So, um, I've been... I've been familiarizing myself with a lot of the laws about, you know, um, uh, employees and income tax and withholding and this sort of thing. And then of course there's, um, there's what is a, um, trade or business and we can get into that too, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but what everybody's really, and, and this is what most people are usually concerned about because you, mm -hmm. you have your job and they're writing you a check and they're withholding money or they're reporting it to the IRS. And then at the end of the year, you got to send them a big check. But now we have a new class of people, mostly young people. They haven't had their first jobs yet, even some of them. Um, and they're making a lot of money in the stock market with cryptocurrencies and everything else. And they're going to get hit with this, this tax that everybody's like, oh my God, we're going to have to pay this capital gains tax. Is it true that we have to pay capital gains tax on money we make in the stock market? Only if you are a citizen or resident of Washington, D.C. If you're not a citizen or resident of Washington, D.C., you don't have to pay any kind of income tax at all, capital gains tax, 
on your stocks, bonds, commodities, cryptocurrencies, nothing. You pay absolutely zero income tax as written by the Congress on their website and upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court and as interpreted by the United States Treasury Department. So this is like, like it sounds too good to be true, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know the first time I heard this, I was like, okay, let me, I need to find Supreme Court cases. I need to find, you know, something the government must confess to this crime that they're that they're you know they're they're pulling the wool over our eyes there has to be like some hard proof of this somewhere and it's 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 hard to see that um and you know i've seen the cases um the bruce Shaber mm. case the 16th amendment gives um gives us no new taxing power um uh, you know all these cases that are out there but even then it's sometimes almost vague where it it it's still like, okay, how do we know this for sure? So, so, you know, for somebody hearing this for the first time, how do, how do I know? So you're telling me I don't have to pay uh, capital gains tax unless I'm a citizen or resident of Washington, DC. How, how can you make such a claim? How, like, like when the IRS comes to me, they're going to say, you know, Hey, you got to pay this tax. And, and what exactly am I going to tell them? I'm, I'm not a citizen of, of Washington DC. And then they're just going to say, Oh, sorry to bother you and, and go away. Um, you know, how, how do we, how do we substantiate this, this really incredible claim? Okay. Well, that's a very good question for that. We have to go to Freedom Law website. I'm going to bring it up right now for you livefreenow.org because that is where all the answers for these very good questions will be found for you. Here it is. Let's go to our website. This is it. You see livefreenow.org. Can your audience all see that? Okay. Let me, so, there we go. Yeah, livefreenow.org. Now, there it is that 99% of Americans are not required to file pay income tax. Now, you go down a little bit, you see this video here, nine-minute video which is the best introduction to the truth of the lawful nature of the federal income tax, which means it, some people do have to file income tax. The income tax law is legal and constitutional when applied only to Washington, D.C., to citizens and residents of Washington, D.C., and anybody else from anywhere on earth who is involved in performing functions of federal public office. That's the only people it applies to. So in this video here, I bring this issue. It's a short nine-minute video, which you can go on YouTube uh, and watch it in bigger screen, as I'm doing here for you in more detail. And the first thing that I start on this video is the 1040 income tax form itself. Because that is the first thing the average person thinks about. Hey, what does the, like you said, what does the IRS say about this? So I'm going to bring it up for you. You see on here that the IRS itself agrees with everything that I'm saying. As you see on my screen, in this video I did, it says Form 1040 is used by U.S. taxpayers to file an annual income tax return. And the 1040 form 
it says on the top, it's a U.S. individual income tax return form as well. It's right there on the very top of the form. And then the instruction form of the 1040 form itself also reminds people on the top on page eight that these rules apply to all U.S. citizens, okay, regardless of where they live and resident aliens. Do you see, it's all right there in front of us, but we don't see it because it's hidden in the pages of the tax laws. Here's the entire Internal Revenue Code, Dan. Look at it. This is the whole tissue paper thin Internal Revenue Code. Very thin paper, tiny font, right? And all these truths are hidden in here. And that's what I do is I show you the U.S. that you see in there is not the U U.S. that you think. It does not mean the 50 states. It means Washington, D.C. Now, I can tell you more about it or I can show you if you wish. You want me to show you on the screen right now? Yeah, sure. Let's pull that up. Here it is. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to first go, as you see here, this is the Code of Federal Regulations that you find all the regulations of the tax laws. And you see right here is Section 1.1-1 says, Section 1 of the Internal Revenue Code imposes an income tax on the income of every individual who is a citizen or resident of the United States. But that United States is not the United States you're thinking of 50 states. I'm gonna show it to you in the law that United States is a district of Columbia. Wait. All right. And then it says to the extent provided by section 871B or 877B on the income of a non resident alien individual. Now, who's that? So stay with me. If United States means District of Columbia, that means anybody on the whole earth from Japan, France, Egypt, Florida, or California, all of us are aliens to Washington, D.C., and we don't reside or live in Washington, D.C. either. So that means the rest of us are non-resident aliens. Now, that is something you got to wrap your head around. Wait a minute. I'm a non-resident alien of the United States. You are a non-resident alien of Washington, D.C. And I will show you to you right now, okay? So here we go back. And in this presentation, I go in more detail about this issue. <clears throat> and um, let's go a little bit farther on this presentation I have uh, for you guys. <clears throat> now, you see, citizens and residents of the United States are liable for the tax. Okay? All citizens of the United States, it says, you know, wherever resident and all resident alien individuals are liable to the income taxes imposed by the code, okay? Again, 
The income is received from sources within or without the United States, within or without Washington, D.C. Now, right now, I'm going to go back to the Internal Revenue Code. But here, I'm going to, instead of looking at this book that I have here, instead of this, we're going to find this thing on Internet. And you can do the same with me, okay? All you got to do is type in your computer, 26 space, USC space, 7701. You're looking now for Category 26 or Title 26 of federal laws, which is the Internal Revenue Code, called the United States Code. USC for short, Section 7701. 26 space USC, space 7701. Then put house.gov at the end and hit enter. It'll come up, and you're going to get to this right here. Definitions from the Internal Revenue Code, as it tells you. We go down a little bit, and you see right here is a chapter on definitions that they have here. And look at this. Section 7701A9 defines the term United States as when used in a geographical sense, and that's what we all want to know. What geography is the United States they're speaking about includes only the states and the District of Columbia. Now, I know people think, well, how about the word state? Does not include the 50 states? Well, they don't mention it. It's not listed. Watch. Here it is. You're going to be amazed to see that the term state does not include. Here we go. The 50 states. The term state shall be construed to include the District of Columbia, where such construction is necessary to carry out the provisions of this title. Look at that, folks. It is Washington, D.C. plus Washington, D.C. includes still Washington, D.C., right? Now, what happens is everybody says, well, come on, Paymon. Um, it doesn't say that it only includes Washington, D.C. or District of Columbia. The 50 states must be included in there. It's clearly implied. I mean, obviously, the state is the 50 states, right? Not according, Dan, to the U.S. Supreme Court. Do you guys accept the U.S. Supreme Court as authority interpreting the laws? That's okay. a pretty strong one. Well, let's see what the U.S. Supreme Court says. In this presentation, I'll go a little bit farther, and i show you now a U.S. Supreme Court case uh, that will go over stuff in more detail. Okay, Here it is. Case of Meese versus Keene. U.S. Supreme Court. 1987 case. And what does it say? It says it is axiomatic, which means self-evident or obvious, that the statutory definition of the term, that means something defined in laws, written by legislatures, when it's defined in, in laws by legislatures of the term, excludes <clears throat> unstated meanings of that term. So something about that term state that's not there, it's not there. The term 50 states is not there 
is not listed, therefore, it's not listed. You could not say something is there when it's not listed. And the Supreme Court further goes on and tells us even more in this other case of Gould versus Gould in 1917. Okay? What the Supreme Court tells us is this, that in the interpretation of, of statutes or laws, levying or imposing taxes, in the understanding of laws that impose taxes, it is the established rule not to extend their provisions. The provisions of tax laws, you cannot extend them by implication, by implying beyond the clear language, imp clear import of the language used. If the language does not clearly show that it's there, it's not there. Or to enlarge their operation, the operation of tax laws, you cannot en enlarge them, make them bigger, so as to embrace matters not specifically pointed out. If it's specifically not there, it's not there. The term 50 states is not there. It's not there. You cannot assume that it's there. And on top of that, look at the blue highlighted areas, Dan. In case of doubt, if you have any doubt about it, whether the 50 states is implied there or not in a definition of the term state, they meaning the tax laws are construed or interpreted most strongly against the government power to tax and in favor of the citizen not being taxed. Case closed. The entire federal tax laws right here is written primarily to apply to Washington, D.C. They deceived us because way back when they came up with this stuff in 1913, they used the term United States. They didn't tell you, oh, we're not going to use the ordinary everyday meaning of the term United States to mean the 50 states. We're going to mean the word, oh, Washington, D.C., where the federal government has exclusive, complete power and jurisdiction to do whatever they want and tax it any way they want in Washington, D.C. and territories. And the Supreme Court has said so. The Supreme Court has said in Washington, D.C., the federal government can tax any way they want to without any constitutional limitations that apply to taxes in the 50 states. And back then, law books were hard and expensive to find, very hard to find. So this stuff was hidden. Now, through the magic of internet, laws being listed for free on internet, you can see the truth for yourself. You used to have to buy these books to find the laws hidden in these little tabs. I got here, these stuff definitions. Now, just like me, you can go online, click, click, click. It's all right. They look all this stuff up. And all the stuff that I'm telling you, you'll find them listed in our website, Freedom Law School. All you got to do, if you want to read about it, go to the petitions tab uh, on our website. And then when that comes up, you'll see why at the bottom of the page, four different petitions to write to Congress. 
about the individual income tax, to stop income tax withholding, social security taxes, and 1099 information reports. When you open up these tabs, okay, you see the petition about these things, which includes a letter that is meant for you to write to your congressman. Here it is. You can click on a petition right here. By the way, explanation about this stuff is on videos on these pages then. So if you open up this PDF right here, the sample letter comes up. I'm going to bring it out for you right now. There it is. It's coming up right now. You see this letter? It's a little slow. So you see down here, this give you an overview of all this, explanation of this, why you should write to congressman. I know they don't respond to you right now, but it doesn't matter. You should write to them anyways because it protects you, my friends. Okay? So here it is. We have letters addressed to these congressmen. And not only letter quotes from the laws, like I'm showing you right here, like I just read. The same thing I read to you is here. It quotes the law just like I showed you, but also the law is attached at the end of these petitions in which you are making a record that you are following the law. Here's a list of the laws that you wrote to your congressman. Not only they're listed, but they're all attached to the letter from the government's own official website, just like I showed you from the U.S. House of Representatives. These laws are there. So now it's all there. We're able to see and start the process of freeing yourself and pay zero capital gains tax, zero regular income tax on commissions, wages, or any money you made, as long as it's not from Washington, D.C. in any way. So when you send these letters, do, do these people ever respond? And what, what do they say if they do? At this point, they don't. But it doesn't matter. You see that they don't respond. They're not denying that you're right. Then you must be correct. Look, the letter quotes the laws from your Supreme Court, U.S. Treasury regulations, and the government laws as published by Congress. So it's right that you already got the proof. You're just making a record of it by mailing it to your three congressmen. But they're not denying it. It shows you are right because you are right. Then with that, they'll never ever want to take that to the jury because the jury will see you are right and acquit you. These tools were not available to us a few years ago, Dan. I didn't have this stuff figured out quite like this just a few years ago. So they all respond to you, it doesn't matter. In fact, not, uh, you, not you, you are following the law, but when they ignore you, they're showing you that you have no more obligation to pay income tax at all. The record is right there for anybody to see it in the future. I'm, I'm just curious though, like, because I know um, Ron Paul was, you know, uh, um, an opponent of the income tax. Um, Thomas Massey, appears like he's kind of kind of getting close to that. I'm just wondering, have they ever received a letter like this and have they ever responded to it and, and have they said anything or are they kind of, because I like, I get this question all the time, right? Well, are there any congressmen that, that know about this or like, is it really just a big conspiracy? And like, you know, I, I have this feeling talking to people, even like Massey that like, 
he doesn't even fully understand it. He just takes it for granted as that's how it is because he grew up like, you know, he, he was born after this, this law was implemented. He was told growing up the whole time. Well, that's, that's what the law is. Mm-hmm. Like is, has, has anyone ever like shown any interest in like saying like, Oh my God, this is a problem. We should expose this. Not yet. And I do not know any, if of anybody who has written to uh, comics from Massey, which I really like correctly yet. You know, and so that's why we're having people all over America do this because I cannot be the one always to reach out to all these guys. It's tough to get through to people, even uh, Massey, you know, to get up to speak at an event I wanted to do. I never talked to him. He's uh, at Anacapulco. His aide said, no, he's not going to do that on, on uh, Anacapulco. won't be speaking there. So it's not easy. But that, the more of us to do this thing, one of us will get the attention of one of their aides, and the aides will get the attention of the congressman, and we go from there. Awesome. Well, I'm going to definitely see if I can find some some of his constituents, and maybe maybe that'll bring a little bit more weight. Um, so, because um, I actually, uh, you know, specifically, I've seen him tweet about how much he hates Social Security and 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 how we could just get rid of that program. So, um, I, I think that would be a very great ally, somebody who is elected to Congress who could who could help shed some light on this. Um, but I, I want to ask this too. So, okay. So it makes sense, right? That like mm-hmm. this, this, and, and, and a little bit more background for everybody else. Um, there, there was an income tax. There were two income taxes that were, that were created and imposed before this one. And those were mm-hmm. both ruled unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. And so they basically, you know, we had to get rid of them and they had to come up with this new one. And so, um, so we're like, this is, it, it's kind of a whole scam how they put this thing in, but at the same time, when they have everyone believing that like, oh no, you've got to fill out the form. You got to check the boxes. You have to like, you know, when, when, when you get a form to, you know, you're, you're applying for a job and you get a form that says, are you a U.S. citizen? Mm-hmm. It's like everybody, of course, of course I'm a U.S. citizen. And you just check the box without even thinking about it. Um, so it's, it's, um, uh, this is this is something we we really really have to understand. Um, but so so I want to get back to the point about um, uh, stockbrokers and like you know uh, people making money through through capital gains and everything else through stocks through through crypto. These organizations are now you know required by law. I don't know how far their requirement goes, but they're going to be reporting if if I made if I made ten thousand dollars on a stock, they're going to be reporting that to the IRS. What am I supposed to do about that? You know what? It doesn't matter the report to the IRS. These are false reports. In fact, that's why on our website we have petitions, as I'll show you right here, right there, the last one on the right side, okay, is free yourself of 1099 information reports. These are reports that are sent to uh, by the stockbrokers and crypto exchanges like Coinbase falsely tell the IRS that you receive money in the course of a, a performing functions of federal public office. Here it is. You see that uh, I'll open it up right now on our website of the 1099 reports. So it doesn't matter they send out those letters to the IRS. These letters that they send out to the congressman are all false. 1099 forms that say are false. So let them do that. It doesn't matter. Because they have legally, they're all false. And so now then, what we're trying so to do, we're working on trying to stop these third parties from sending out these false 
reports to the IRS. So that's something that we're working on right now because it's not always easy to do. Small business owners are easy to explain this to, but the big companies are harder. That's where it takes all of us out there, do our part. Educating our neighbors, our small business people, local business people, small business owners, and then the bigger corporations to follow the law as written by Congress. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you know, I, I get that question all the time too. So, you know, if, if I'm going to work for a big employer, especially if it's a big company, right? A lot of people are like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn down a 60,000, 80,000, $90,000 job just because they're trying to make me sign a form. Like the, you know, if, if I have to go work somewhere else, like I'm not even going to make as much as I would here with taxes taken out. Um, right. And so, so, so they feel like they just have to fill out the form and, and I get it right. Like if, if you look, I mean, even McDonald's, right. You're not making a whole lot of money, but their entire HR department has been, has been educated in government schools, mm -hmm. brought up through the entire tax system mm -hmm. um, and told this is, yeah, when you get someone, obviously you make them sign this form. And, and, you know, you, some little employee coming in here for a job, you're not going to convince them to change, you know, this whole thing, especially when they're, they're like, uh, yeah, if we did that, the IRS is coming after us and we're a multi-million dollar, multi-billion dollar organization. They're going to take everything we have. So it's, it's high risk. There's a lot of fear for them. They're not just going to cave in and do that, but they're, they're sending this false information. And so a lot of people are, um, I mean, I've heard things from people saying, okay, I'm going to file exempt um, so that they at least don't withhold anything, but they're mm -hmm. still going to report it. And mm -hmm. then I've heard of other people saying, yeah, but then you can dispute that with the IRS because the IRS, you know, they're going to, they're going to come after you one way or another. They're going to do no, a substitute no, no. return. Stop right there. Let me they're stop gonna... you right there. Let me stop okay. you right there. That's where the mistake right. comes in. People assume falsely that and the media wants to believe that. Just because IRS has the W-2 form on me or the 1099 by the third party that I got paid this money, ooh, they're watching me. They know about me. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to notice and say, hey, guys, listen, David out here, he made $400,000 in stock and crypto. Hey, Joe, Steve, get somebody. Get hooked up. Get, get this guy right there. Oh, hey, that other guy over there. Yeah, Mac. He made eight hundred thousand in crypto. Hey, you go. Hey, 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 Alice, you go. You go after him. It doesn't work like that. That's a myth. They want you to believe that they're all powerful, all seeing, omnipresent. Gonna get you. That's false. And the media keeps putting that out there, just like the Trump Russia conspiracy hoax, just like the Corona hoax. Okay, all this stuff. Look. They use psychology of deception and fear against you. I got the book by Sun Tzu, The Art of War, the definitive book on how to win any war written by a Chinese general over a thousand years ago. What does it say in the book, in the introduction? What does it say right here? I'll read it to you. It says, to, uh, for, to win one 100 victories in 100 battles is not the acme or sign of skill. To subdue the enemy, to control the enemy, have them lay down their arms without fighting is the acme of skill. To get your enemy 
to surrender to you without a fight. Now that is something. How is Chinese going to get America to, without a fight, say, yes, China, you are my master. Without, you're so, so how they do it? China, you must be so powerful, and we're going to have no chance of winning, that we're just going to surrender to you without a fight. And guess what? That's exactly what they do you, believing that if I don't file a 1040 confession tax form, like I've done all my life every year, they're going to come and get me. My job, sit out the IRS, a W-2 form, or the stockbroker, sit out the 1099 form to the IRS, and based upon that, if they're going to get me right away. No, they don't. IRS is a failing agency. The computers are over 60 years old. They run on COBOL and assembly language. You could not update and integrate that technology with today's technology without risk of system failure. The last time that happened was they had all the nuclear warheads in, in, in the Dakotas. They, they had these old computers that they had. They had to change the computers of the 1960s that controlled these uh, international ballistic uh, missiles that aimed at Russia, uh, Russia and China. They had to redo their computers of them. Guess what? Those computers never get used. They could take the time to put new computers and change them but not with the IRS. For the IRS, if they change it, it doesn't work, guess what? Right there, you just destroyed the system from the inside. So they cannot take the risk and they have not taken the risk. And I'm telling you from my personal experience, I got lots of students. IRS is falling apart, imploding from the inside like a former communist Soviet Union. They used to, I got, I got uh, another report from ProPublica. It's a uh, George Soros funded communist website. Said that back in 2010, IRS used to come after, they claim, 2.3 million non-filers. In 2017, that number was down to 360,000 going down fast and guess what i can tell you from my personal experience back in 2000 like 19 i saw zero irs come after non-filers zero and as you see a lot of them back in 2001 2005 2008 they start going down fast but you see they got you here that's why what you want your viewers to do you see, when they go to our website at livefreenet.org, go under education materials and go to IRS is mostly bluff, the second drop down menu. And watch these two videos I got. IRS is not the all powerful. Oh, they have a W2 1099 for mommy. They're going to get me false. You know, this will show you these guys are falling and you have a lot more power than you realized. Awesome. So, um, uh, I see there's a question that's coming in, um, uh, from somebody named Keynes is a clown. Um, and he's saying, um, so they can't tax those individual States, 
Um, why do so many people get put in jail for not paying? Is it bad attorneys? Actually, the fact of the matter is most people Irish puts in prison are filers. Yes, people that fill out those 10, 40 confession forms. Okay, let me show you on my screen. Look, you go under on our website under education materials, go down to eye-opening education, you see this. Now, let me ask you, Dan, do you walk around Mexico, anybody out there walk around the streets worrying about uh, being struck by lightning, staying home because you might get hit by lightning? Nope. No? Well, guess what? Nope. <laughs> According to Iris's own numbers and facts, you are twice as likely to be struck by lightning than to be sent to prison for not filing 1040 income tax confession forms. Yep. So non-filing is actually very safe. All the prison sentence for non-filing is one in two and a half million. Odds of being struck by lightning are one in 1.2 million. See, that's just a myth. That's the same media that told you that Joe Biden won the election, that Hillary would have won <laughs> if it was not for Russia interference. All the lies, the corona hoax, double, double mask, social distancing, lockdown, don't have visitors. I was in L.A. visiting my relatives a year ago, and one relative and my other relative would have let me go visit them or come to see me. Because the media... That people believe in the media, even Fox News, not just CNN and MSNBC. So, see, what people do not know is this. The 1040 form, when you sign it, that tiny font, I've made it big for you here. It's all under penalties of perjury on the right side, which means throw me in prison. If everything on this form is not, not true, correct, and complete. So you, you take the chance of going to prison when you file. And guess what? Even this U.S. tax court judge could not defend her 1040 confession forms of 10 years and pled guilty, went to jail, and got only 34 months. Good deal. Why? Because she religiously filed and paid and gave up her power and had put the rope around her neck every year. It's the filers that go to prison. This Judge Krupa was tax court judge. Okay, now I'm gonna so show you what you're gonna find amazing. You, uh, I'm gonna, there's a corny IRS back in 1996. There was 63 million non-filers, 63 million. Back in 1996, is there 63 million people that go to prison? No. According to IRS's own numbers, I have on my website, they put about 2,000 people in, in prison every year for taxes. But guess what? Wow. Of the 2,000, less than 200 are non-filers. The vast majority of those who filed 1040 tax confession Forms. This is according to the IRS themselves. And those non-fathers are the ones that did a bunch of garbage, baseless legal theories that are out there. Like, uh, I'm a sovereign as a citizen. 
UCC, mm-hmm. Uniform Commercial Code. My name in all capital letters is not me. That's a dead corporate fictional entity. Uniform Commercial Code, UCC 1-207, Strawman, the Redemption, Expatriation, Objected to My Name in Capital Letters. I get out of the Admiralty Jurisdiction, back under common law, from statutory courts into common law courts, and, and on and on and on. Heard about those theories, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did I. I started in 1992 with the same garbage theories with, oh, adhesion contract theory. These contracts they deceived us into entering into is what I was sold for $1,500 back in 1992. After a couple of years, I learned from other people all that garbage is garbage. They get you in trouble. That's what you see and did it right. And I've been under criminal investigation by the IRS officially for over a quarter of a century. I've been teaching this stuff to people since 1992, 29 years. Right now, Dan, I am under criminal investigation by the IRS. Why am I not in prison? You know the IRS would want to stop me from telling you and others oh, yeah. to stop hanging yourself. Why am I not in prison? Because they know I am right. If they try to put me in trial and when I in a criminal taxes, I beat them, it'll be terrible publicity for them. See, so if they cannot get me, I'm a big public figure, the number one in the whole USA, exposing income tax fraud. Number one. Bigger than Dave Champion and Pete Henningsen, everybody else out there you heard about. Longer than anybody else. More successful. They cannot get you because I can show you, follow my footsteps and be protected. They're not the all-powerful, all-seeing God present. The media makes them out to be. The media makes the IRS image. They're not that powerful. Does that help you guys a little bit? Yeah. I, and I think it's, it's interesting too. Like this was like that, that became apparent to me. Um, I want to say it was, Oh, it's probably been been over 10 years now when I noticed like every year around tax season, there's this like one hour long documentary called tax cheats that they play. And it's like, and it's like when I, I, I think it took me a couple times and then like, and, and this was like when I was already starting to learn some of the stuff and I'm like, wait a minute, this is all, this is all bullshit. Um, but, but that's interesting that, that you, cause I, I kind of started in that, um, like that's where I learned about some of this stuff too. Right. Cause, cause before I was doing taxes, I was doing traffic tickets and I heard about the maritime law and everything else. Um, there was a guy named Johnny Liberty. Do you remember that guy from? 15, yeah. The guy that went to ago? prison, but not listening yeah. to me along with his friend. <laughs> I knew him 20 years ago. He didn't listen to me. Went to prison. Submit a sovereign state citizen. Yes. Yeah. And and I heard so many. And it's like, you know, they had some, they, um, they call it patriot mythology. And like, they had some really great stories. And it sounded like, yeah, America, the free country, this is awesome. But like, at the same time, some of it, like when they started getting into the all caps things, like, I'm just like, no, that's, that's ridiculous. That's the kind of thing where like, you would have a court case somewhere that that says that's you know that says like oh yeah well sorry you signed your name in all caps or something um it, it just made no sense um but uh so so i think that's i think that's interesting that you came from that background too but like so 
what is your background? Like, were you, uh, were you, are you a lawyer? Were you ever a lawyer? Did you go to law school or did you just get into this? Did you just fall into this somehow? I'm self-taught. I was born in Iran in a Jewish family, came to America in 1977 at age 14. And then I was very fortunate because I had a, a father who valued education and knowledge very much, sent me to a very good private Jewish school, had nine years of that school from eight to five. By the time I, I finished ninth grade, I had finished trigonometry. You know, so, and my dad, when he talked to his friends, and like most people out there, he doesn't go talk to his friends about hunting and fishing and boating and cars and sports. No. My dad talked to his friends about politics. America versus Soviet Union. East-West politics, Arab-Israeli conflict, Iranian politics. So imagine a six-year-old, eight-year-old kid sitting there watching his dad and learning about politics. And, wow, this is interesting. It's like a game. It's a real game. So I had an early education in political science right there, you know, as I was a child. So that really prepared me, I believe, in a very special way to realize the corruption of the government when I came to America quick because like you said it took you two years to watch that program on TV to catch on and say wait a minute this is a scam there, there, there's playing this stuff on program to scare us as slaves you see so for me to realize the government in America is also corrupt and criminal like that where I came from Iran was not very hard to do at all and so I got to plus as a child, I was great with math and logic, naturally, and I was a very good chess player, able to see moves three, four, five moves ahead and plan ahead strategy-wise. So I was naturally gifted in that area. So getting to all this, guess what? I had an attorney libertarian friend of mine, Dagny Sharon, and Richard Boddy, who was a, who got a Juris Doctor, you know, law degree, but never passed the bar. I asked them both. Way back, you might have heard about those guys. I said, I've learned this stuff in, about from my patriot friends. What do you think about it? And he told me, Paymon, we're not taught any of this stuff in law school. Right now, you know more about income tax and the Constitution than we do. These are my libertarian friends who went to law school, completed it, while I'm going to become an attorney. So I realized, wait a minute, I'm not going to go waste my money or time in three years of law school to learn real law. I'm going to go read the Constitution and the laws from my patriotic friends. And that's what they taught me, all this nitty-gritty stuff. And then I build on it. You see all these tabs? This is my main IRS code book, internal code book. You see all these tabs are all important sections in this big book. I've learned from others, and in my own research. So that's how I got to be self-taught and know more about this stuff. And I tell Freedom Lawyers in America, Larry B. Kraft, Don McPherson, other people, I tell them how to file Irish procedures to beat the IRS. Nice. And um, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's really great what you're doing too. And like, I, it, I mean, you look at, you look historically, um, Erwin Schiff, for example, um, unfortunately, he he uh, passed away in prison um, trying to do the same thing. And when you when you do what you're doing, you become a big target. 
but I, I think it's, it's apparent and I use this analogy all the time, right? Um, the first time NASA tried to shoot a rocket into space with people on it, it blew up and they died. Now people go to space all the time. The laws of physics didn't change, but they understand them better. And so, yes, a lot of people went to prison trying to figure out and expose this lie, but now we understand it better and you're doing an amazing job. And the fact that you're not in prison, I mean, speaks volumes because you are, you're, you're out there, you're very vocal. And, you know, it, you say you've been under investigation for 15 years. I'm sure they're just waiting for you to slip up and do, you know, Nothing one little here. thing. Twenty since 1994, 27 years. 27 years. Yes. That's, that's, it, I, I, I can show it on my insane. website. Look, I can show it on my website. You please, if you say payment, really, are you kidding me? Yes, I do. In fact, let me tell you that about Urban Schiff. Urban Schiff was a friend of mine. I met him about 1996 and became friends. He lived in Las Vegas. He was, you know, Peter Schiff's dad. And I know Peter Schiff. When he, he's my age, uh, and uh, about, and from night year 2000, he was a nobody, you know, we were just you know, regular guys talking, Peter and I. And, um, when Urban got charged, I went from Los Angeles and visited him in, in Las Vegas where he lived. I said, Urban, look, myself and all the other top lawyers and freedom paralegals I know in the movement want to work with you, help you win. Your victory is all of our victory. Let us help you. Not only Urban would not listen to me before on his errors, on his mistakes, what he should do. Because after he was much old, he had white hair, and my hair was still dark at that time. Okay. <laughs> he says, nah, never have a case against me. I got to beat. All right, Urban. I can take a horse to water, but I cannot make him drink, can I? That was his choice. So, but I'm going to show you this. IRS has tried to stop me and they can't. Let me give you some examples. Here it is under our, at our website under victories, freedom loss of victories over the IRS and student victories. I got a lot of those. You let me go to my own victories. Yeah, here it is. Number one, here it is. And I'm telling you, this is a fact. They had me in 1994 under investigation as potential fraudulent tax protester promoter. Here's a documentation proof of it right there. When I find, here it is, I can, here it is. This is the agent's notes in 1994. It's case history sheet from agent Paul von Robinsberg. My name on top left, Payman Motaheda, you see. And you see in the yellow highlight part down on the right side, RECD, received case from NGR manager, right? Developed and referred potential fraudulent tax protester promoter. That's a small notes on the right hand side. I'm gonna zoom in for you because it's hard to believe. There it is. Okay, and this is not stuff I'm making up. You can read it on your own. On the left side, Sue Gary, CID, Criminal Investigation Division, sometime in 1994 on the left was referred my case. Look down below, Sue, Sue Gary, CID. She keep having notes about me, meaning with other people. See, Joe Martinez, CID, all this stuff. So, you know, but, but that's not the only time they, 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 know they cannot get me. What happened later is that that didn't work. So they came asking me for over 700 
$5,000 of tax liens they filed in December 2009 against me for, you know how many years? 11 years. 11 years of employment taxes for the phantom five employees I had. They claim I did not withhold from the paycheck. Now that's serious business. Not withholding from your employees pay, right? That's serious. Well, guess what? As you see here on this page documentation, in November 2011, it was all removed by IRS's own appeal office. All documentation is all right there. You can hyperlink to it yourself like I did earlier, right? Look at number three. They were not happy with that. And in 2003, they came asking me for as an abusive tax shelter promoter. Yes, as an abusive tax shelter promoter. And guess what? Then it took the uh, government, U.S. government, three years to drop their Trump-Russia conspiracy hoax, right? The House had an investigation, Senate, and a special prosecutor, right? Yep. With me, it took the IRS 13 years to finally, in 2016, give up. And they wrote this letter to me here, <clears throat> saying exactly that. I'm going to zoom in it for you. Here's a letter from this is Roma Patel in San Diego, California, July 2016. He says, Mr. Motade, we are discontinuing our investigation into whether you are liable for penalty under terminal code sections, blah, 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 for an abusive tax to the promoter. So it's not like they don't know about me. I, I like, like that they, they put in me. there... Yeah, I like that they put in there, like, this doesn't mean that you were right. We're just not going to investigate you anymore. That's right. I mean, they're <laughs> wasting our time. Yeah, so uh, they, they, they started coming out to me again criminally. In fact, two years ago, AJ came by my door, came to my, came to my garage. Agent came to my door and says, I'm looking at you for criminally. I said, for what? We went outside. Tax evasion. Tax evasion? What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> By the time we were done, that guy was sweating beats above his lips. He couldn't wait to get out of there. Because I, I, I showed him, I'm not making any laws. He said, oh, 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 well, you got a tax court case on appeal? Oh, oh, we will we, leave you alone. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll leave you alone. I'll, I'll let you know. Because I was telling him what his own paperwork, I grabbed from him what it said. You know? So these guys are a bunch of incompetence. They're not. They're all powerful God. They want you to believe. Remember? Sun Tzu, the skill is what? The trick is what? The great victor is to subdue the enemy without fighting. When you file a 1040 form, you surrender. You sign a 1040 form under penalty of perjury. Under oath, you put the rope around your neck with over 100 million other Americans put down the ledge and say to yourself, I hope they don't come and audit me. <sighs> I hope they don't come harass me. Please don't let me be the one that they pick their taxes and hang me. Right? And you did it on your own. You stop putting the rope around your neck. Stop it. No more filing those forms at all. Put the rope around your neck. That was the number one step you need to do. And something else. Anybody's in a crypto? Let me tell you this, is another big problem. Those of you with the crypto, notice 
now the new form that they have, it says at any time during 2020, did you receive, sell, send, exchange, or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency? Yes or no? The only way not to put a rope around your neck is not to fill out the form in the first place. And I don't care if Coinbase and Gemini, all these crypto exchanges, send out W1099 to the IRS. So what? Or your stockbroker. So what? That, that's not nothing. That's a false report. And I can, I can help you beat that, folks. People don't know that we can beat them at this time. In fact, I've done it for so long, Dan. Guess what I did? What I right. did finally, about eight months ago, I did this. In addition to my claim of 99% of Americans are not required to file income tax, I came up with a seven-year, million-dollar guarantee. If people want to do it on their own, they can. If they want Freedom Law School's help, they can. I'll help them. Okay? So this is available if they want our support. We'll do that. But that's how weak the IRS is. You got to recognize it here and here that you are more powerful than the IRS if you stop putting a rope around your neck. All right. So I got a couple questions real quick. Um, we're coming up on the end of the show. Um, but I want to ask, um, uh, well, we kind of, we kind of asked this already, but so an employer makes you sign a W-4, um, and and you really need the job you want the job is it okay to sign it and if they do withhold can you get that money back yes without filing a, a return hold on first of all well, well let me ask you a question stop this stealing in the first place don't let them steal your money in the first place is number one once they steal it from your paycheck you voluntarily let them take the money to apply it to any taxes you may owe. Yes, you can and should have your employer follow the law and stop the stealing. So if you go to the page I showed you under petitions and how lawfully free yourself, uh, you know, you can also the petition on there. Uh, on um, <clears throat> Here we go. On the petitions, um, here we go up. Let me go back to that one. Here we go. There's one how to stop withholding for yourself of tax withholding on the bottom, second from the left. You follow the instructions on this form. Yes. You may follow that before form exempt, okay, with attachments, which you must attach to show you're doing this under duress, under force of the employee who will not hire you or keep you. Here it is. Fill it out. And at the bottom, you see this yellow stuff? You cite the laws you relied upon. And you have the laws that you cite there attached. So in the future, IRS cannot use it against you. Here it is. Here's the laws attached that you're relied upon. Okay? So you must do that. Okay? That's the critical thing. And guess what? The term employee for withholding by law. Look at this, folks. Is not what you think it is. Employee includes an officer, employee, or elected official of the United States, which means 
Washington, D.C. Estate, Washington, D.C. Okay? That's so, it's not someone in the 50 states. All the structures are there, follows on our website. So you can stop the stealing. All right, one more. Actually, if you can pop that definition back up. Um, it says an officer of a corporation, and I have people asking me all the time, well, I have an LLC. I'm, you know, I'm a plumber or an electrician, and I do my business under an LLC. Does that include that type of corporation, or is that specific to some sort of government corporation? That is to any corporation that does perform functions of federal public office, they call it defined as trader business, Okay. And uh, that, that's what that is. So if you, for example, a military contractor is Boeing, okay, uh, uh, performs, uh, makes planes for the military, Boeing performs functions of building military planes for the federal government or Rayathon. Those guys must be income tax. In fact, I'm going to show this amazing thing on my screen. You're going to love this. 26 USC 7701 house.gov one more time this time i'm going to show you here it is as it comes up that the term trader business means performing functions of federal public office ready here is 7701 let's go down to a 26 it'll blow you away we see its definition they define everything to the minute degree here it is a 26 look at that dan the trim trader business Includes right. the performance of function of a, of a public office. And, wow. and this one is, and this one is especially hidden too, because if you look at, um, if you look at uh, self-employed, it says, you know, it says, you know, something about trader business, but then it says, um, it, it says trader business as defined in section like 861 or something like that. And if you go mm. there, it, it, it just says, um, uh, it defines trader business using trader business. Like a trader business is something you do while you're engaged in a trader business. And nowhere in there does it does it actually say, oh, there's an actual definition and it's over there in 7701. So that's just that's another right. one of those those that's like right. ridiculous. Uh, it's a web of lies to hide I'm it. Sure, no, no, it's there. You just, you just don't see it. it. It's right in front of your eyes. You just don't know where to look for it. You see, right. I'm going to show IRS at their own website, irs.gov. It, on the page, they say, am I required to file a, 10, a form 1099 or other information return? Look, what do they say? Their own instructions um, it will blow you away. It says, it, uh, if as a part of your trader business, right. government performing functions of federal government office, you make any of the following types of payments. Then you got to do that. See, they use the word trader business deceptively. You think it's your own small business? And they have it's not. Yes. They have a really, really misleading definition on their website of trader business too. And it's, it's, you read that and then you read the law and it's like, no, these aren't the same thing at all. It's, <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Well, um, and, and they have. Uh -huh. and, and and for anybody listening to, there's an entire section on the IRS's website that says like, oh yeah, don't listen to these people who say you don't have to pay the income tax and and here's all the phony excuses they use and, and here's why. And if you read those excuses, like they're like, wait, some idiot came up with this. Like the 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 things that they're saying in there are like really like uh, my uh, 
I, I can't even think of what they are, but they're they're just like so ridiculous. If you read them out loud, it's like that's not what this is about at all. So, um, and I know I struggled with this myself for like I don't know ten or fifteen years. Um, mm -hmm. it, it really is it really is difficult. So I, I want to say one more thing because I mean, mm -hmm. uh, to me, Paymon, you are you are legendary. Um, I mean, I heard about the Freedom Law School. I heard about the the bounty for you know. Uh, you know, if you can prove that that anyone has to pay the income tax, I heard about this like um, over a decade ago. Um, and you know, I know I know so much of your research and so many of the people that you worked with. I know you're legitimate, um, and I know like I'm one of those like hard-headed do-it-yourselfer people. So so you know, I that's that's kind of where I am. But I like so many people come to me all the time, and they're like they're like I want to do this, but like I I can't learn all these laws, and this is so confusing, and and it it's it's hard for me to get it. And so I, I just want to say, if if you want to get involved with this, if you want to stop paying the income tax, definitely head over to the Freedom Law School, um, because I mean, Paymon, he he knows the stuff. He's been around. The IRS has tried to stop him, and they can't. Um, and you know, it it is so much easier than trying to figure it out on your own. Because uh, believe me, like I I probably paid like an extra five to ten years in taxes that I that I wouldn't have if I had just gone to Paymon in the first place. Um, but uh, so so don't do that. But I mean, and especially now that you've got this guarantee, um, yeah. you know, for what you're doing, um, you know, that's amazing. And and like I I can't say this enough. Like we have this massive out of control government. Mm -hmm. I don't like I don't like spending money. I don't like earning money and then giving it to somebody who's going to drop it on on hospitals and schools and, and you know, innocent people all around the world. Mm -hmm. Um like I, I don't want my money killing people, mm -hmm. and this is such an amazing way to just say, "Hey, I don't want to participate in this. Right. You're stealing from me. I'm not going to let it happen, and you're not going to use my money to kill innocent people or to do all these immoral things around the world." Mm -hmm. um, this is something, and, and this is why I'm so glad you have this program because one, you have all the information there. You make it really easy to understand, and you actually stand behind and help people stop paying because if i mean how many people are already not paying it's i think non-filers you said it's like 60 million and then on top of that there's just there's there's i i guess it's i think it's even more than that because there's just people who aren't even like on the record um we're halfway there Let, let's get everybody else to stop filing and stop paying um and, and you know let's let's this is how we force the government to shrink just stop giving them our money there you go. 63 million non-filers was Iris's estimate in 1996. Now it's probably 80 million, I'm guessing. Eight zero. And let me tell you how the, the, the truth is there. They just hide it in front of your eyes. Look at this. You know how they started about, it was that 15, 20 years ago? Do you have to give your Satan surveillance number to on your driver's licenses, right? Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. Satan surveillance number 666 you don't have to be a christian or believe in that stuff but you're gonna you're not gonna believe this but i'm gonna show it to you okay look go online look at this right there okay type in 42 usc 42 space usc space 666 house.gov this is social media you know it comes up right here requirement okay guess what this is there's a section look at that Requirement of statutory prescribed procedures to improve effectiveness of child support enforcement. Aw, look at that. 
from Tile 42 to public health and welfare, right? Social Security grants to states for aid and services to needy families with children for child welfare services. So guess what? I'm going to scroll down. Here it is, right? I'm going to go to A13. Got it? 666A13. You won't believe this, but this is where they put the law in there that states can ask for your Satan surveillance number to make sure deadbeat moms and dads pale child support for their poor children. Yes, there it is. Recording of social security numbers in certain family matters, procedures, requires social security number of and the applicant for a professional license, driver's license, occupational license, recreational license, or marriage licenses be recorded on the application. It's there. That's that's right. interesting. That so, okay, is when right I... there. They're giving you a middle finger right in front of your face. We got you. You cannot get rid of that safety number without it. You cannot buy and sell, do anything. There is one rule, government control. That, that's a satanic attempt to control, which is why I call it the IRS. It's, it's really Satan that uses fear and deception. And I talk about God's love of truth. That's your key to freedom, my friends. You were meant to watch Dan interview me. You were meant to live free. You were looking to live free. Well, guess what? You found it. It's up to you now to continue your path to freedom. Let your love of freedom guide you to freedom that you've been seeking. Yes, Dan. Absolutely. Um, Joker's asking Freedom Law School. Yes, it's Freedom Law School, and the website is livefreenow.org, right? Yes. All right. Um, um, awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. This has really been awesome. Um, hopefully, uh, we've convinced some people not to pay taxes on their on their uh, on their uh, winnings that they've made this year. Um, and, and this applies to, to what else? Gambling? Um, Anything they make in, in the 50 states, you know, as long as it's not related to the federal government work, it's your money. Wages, salaries, commissions, your business, stock, bonds, real estate, crypto. It's all your money you work for. The founding fathers put limitations in your constitution that they could not get around. So they try to use the Washington, D.C. loophole and deception that the United States means the 50 states to enslave you. So listen, call our office if you need help. Okay, we'll be happy to help you. Got it through our website, to our YouTube channel. So don't feel like you cannot call us. We would love to help you live free. Go to our website, watch the videos there, the pages there at livefreenow.org. Then you're welcome to call us. I do a once a week wicked program. Thursday nights at 7 p.m. I do recordings and I educate you further and answer questions for free. I got one final question that just popped back in my head because mm -hmm. I was I was on a call the other night with a few people about repealing the 16th Amendment. Three mm -hmm. of them happened to live in Washington, D.C. So if you live in Washington, D.C., do you have to pay it? Yes. <laughs> it applies to so citizens. And residents of Washington, D.C., because the third so move. <laughs> it was given complete utter control in any way they want 
to make any laws in Washington, D.C. territories wow. like military installations to give them freedom. But they use, they use deception to think that those laws of D.C. apply to you. Wow, that's amazing. Um, and, and if you think about it, even in the constitutional sense of, of absolute freedom, um, mm -hmm. that's that's their that's their private property. And you are you are on. I mean, it's not really private property, but it's it's the government's property. And so they can enforce whatever rules they want there. You're there mm -hmm. voluntarily. So um, at least the rest of the country can stop paying the taxes. So, guys, thank you so much uh, for joining me. Definitely go check out the website. Definitely go learn some more. Um, and Paymon, again, thank you so much. I hope everyone has learned a lot here. And I'll see you guys next time on Taxation is Theft. My pleasure, Dad. Thanks for having me.